Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Matthew 11, 2-3. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Matthew 11, 2-3. John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about all the things the Messiah was doing. So he sent his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? I think a lot of us can be uncomfortable with doubt, ours and the doubts expressed by others. And I think that's because we're afraid that our doubts might eventually lead to unbelief. But what if our doubts can actually lead to deeper faith? Today's verse most likely occurred sometime during Jesus' second year of public ministry. And John the Baptist, the prophet, scripture says, came in the spirit and the power of Elijah. He had been in prison for basically calling King Herod out on his sin. And I'm not sure how long he had been lying in that dark, damp dungeon, but long enough, it seems, to grow discouraged. And maybe he knew or at least suspected that Herod had no intention of releasing him, that it was quite likely, in fact, that he would be executed. That was not how his ministry was supposed to go, not for a faithful prophet like John, who had spent his entire life serving God. The man who first encountered Jesus from within his mother's womb, who who leapt at the presence of the incarnate God when he was a fetus, who decades later proclaimed with certainty that he was the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world. The man who had witnessed the Spirit landing upon Jesus like a dove and had heard the Father calling him his son, feared perhaps he'd been wrong. Could it be that Jesus wasn't the long-promised Messiah? For surely, after all John had done, all he'd given up for the sake of Christ, the man had lived off locusts and honey, for goodness sake. Surely, God wouldn't leave him in that dungeon to die. But as each day dragged into the next without so much as a glimmer of light to distinguish them, it appears as if John's certainty turned to doubt. In the confusion that can only come from deep pain, he sent one of his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? John must have known about all Christ had been doing 
news traveled fast in the ancient world, especially when a person started healing people and casting out demons. So yeah, John must have known a great deal about Jesus. But even more, sitting alone in the dark and the cold, John knew what Jesus hadn't done. And in that moment, the one unanswered prayer seemed to drown out every miracle proclaimed. But Jesus reassured John, not by promising his rescue, but instead by reminding John of who Jesus was. Go back to John and tell him what you have heard and seen, Jesus told John's disciples. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, and the good news is preached to the poor. In other words, I'm still good. I'm still powerful and present, and I am still very much in control. But here's perhaps the most beautiful part of this passage. Immediately after recounting key proofs of his divinity, Jesus turned and spoke to the crowd saying, I tell you the truth of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. So not only did Jesus not rebuke John for his doubt, but he praised him. And I have to believe that John's disciples heard every word Christ spoke and that they relayed the Savior's praise to John as if to say, I see your pain and I don't hold your doubt against you. I get it. And I love you. In his book, The Reason for God, Belief in an Age of Skepticism, apologist Tim Keller wrote, a faith without some doubt is like a human body without any antibodies in it. People who blithely go through life too busy or indifferent to ask hard questions about why they believe as they do will find themselves defenseless against either the experience of tragedy or the probing questions of a smart skeptic. A person's faith can collapse almost overnight if she has failed over the years to listen patiently to her own doubts, which should only be discarded after long reflection. That's a powerful quote, to listen patiently to her doubts. May we each have the courage to not only listen patiently to our doubts, but to bring our doubts to Jesus, like John's disciples did, trusting him to use our spiritual wrestlings to deepen our faith and draw us closer to him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your patience with us and for wanting more from us than some sort of blind superficial belief. You use our questions and our doubts to reveal areas of deception, of confusion, cracks in our faith that you plan to mortar with your truth as you build within us a strong, unshakable faith upon which we can stand. We love you, Lord. Help us to love you more and help us to turn to you rather than hiding from you when our doubts rise up. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. 
For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Scripture and brain science agree. Meditating on God's Word transforms us and reduces stress in our lives. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week I give you space to hear God's Word, listen to the Spirit, and pray about what's on your heart. And then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.